Well, more now on the major shake-up coming for grassroots sport in Australia after recommendations by the national body to prioritise the health of players. The Australian Institute of Sport wants to dramatically reform concussion protocols, especially for children. Under the changes, kids would be benched for a minimum 21 days if they were concussed while playing. Joining us now is Dr David Hughes from the Australian Institute of Sport. Morning to you. Tell us how these new guidelines would better protect kids. Yeah, these uh, concussion and brain health uh, guidelines uh, brought to you by the AIS and uh, key industry partners are designed to acknowledge the fact that there's a lot of concern in the community about the short and potentially long-term effects of concussion in sport. There's also a lot of um, inconsistency between different sports about how they deal with concussion, and this is creating stress for those on the ground, like teachers, coaches, sideline volunteers, parents and athletes themselves, mm. uh, when it comes to what to do in, in, uh, when someone becomes concussed. Because you might have a situation where you know, an athlete um, or a student at school is, is concussed and the school is trying desperately to do the right thing, but then they find that the, the child is playing a couple of other sports external to school and they have a different range of uh, advisory um, gu mm. guidelines or protocols. And the AIS takes very seriously its leadership role in providing certainty um, and clarity for sport about how we should manage uh, concussion in sport, particularly at the youth, like under 19, and yes. at uh, community adult level where there's a shortage of healthcare practitioners to provide support. Well, David, are we playing catch-up here in Australia? Because I was reading the New Zealand rugby protocols and you talk about under-19. So under-19 for them is a 23-day mandatory period of rest after a concussion. Over-19, it's 21 days. Are we playing catch-up? Um, to some degree, yeah, I'd say we are. Um, and uh, to, on that point, these guidelines that uh, we have in place, the UK has uh, introduced uh, similar guidelines in uh, April last year, and all sports in the UK have got on board with this. I think um, it's, it's always a balancing act. If you push the guidelines out too far, you can start to drive reporting underground. The worst outcome would be that people stop reporting so that they don't uh, have any contact with a healthcare mm. practitioner when they're concussed. That would be the worst outcome. So it's always a balancing act. But we think that um, uh, looking at all the research, 21 days, that's a minimum, right? That's not everybody goes back at 21 days. That's the minimum that someone can go back. And to be clear, they must be symptom free for 14 days before they go back to contact training. So just to give you a quick example, if someone uh, is concussed and has symptoms for about three days and then their symptoms resolve and they then exercise in a non-contact fashion for the next 14 days, do a lot of exercise but no contact, if they're symptom free for 14 days, they might get back around 17, 18 days. Okay. But if some, yeah, mm. if yeah. it's longer, if their symptoms are longer, then that's going to get pushed out. And we need to have that variability in there because mm. no two concussions are the same. Mm. Yeah, this would change, you know, junior sport right across the country. It is fascinating, uh, but it's important. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.